0: yo what's going on everybody welcome back to another episode of the off the glass podcast as always i'm billy i got my man dame here with me how are we doing today dame
1: i'm doing good man i'm doing real real good got to got to watch a good basketball game yesterday man and kind of sad though the season's over i'm a little bit sad about that but I'm, i'm doing good otherwise
0: yeah we have officially hit the end of the 2022-2023 NBA season. Um, I know the, the thread's been going around on Twitter saying it was one of the funniest seasons ever. <laughs> um, I think when we really get a chance to sit and look back on it, this was one of the <clears throat> most eventful NBA seasons in a long time, just like some of the stuff off my, off the top of my head. We had two different people drop 70 points this year. that feels like it feels like years ago like all this season all the drama Kyrie got traded KD got traded um so much going on so I can't wait till till we get a chance to really sit back and reflect on this past year but before we get too far ahead of ourselves obviously going to get the housekeeping out of the way first um if you're watching on YouTube be sure to like comment and subscribe to the channel um, if you are on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, go ahead and leave a five-star review um, and set it to auto-download to your device. Um, it's much appreciated. Y'all been going crazy, as we said before, on the shorts We're up to over two hundred thousand views on the Instagram alone. Y'all been going crazy on the TikTok, the YouTube. Uh, so we appreciate all the love and the support. Um, without further ado, we're gonna get right into it. The Denver Nuggets are NBA champions for the first time in the organization's history, 47th season in the NBA. This is their first championship and it is well-deserved, well-deserved for this group. Um, This run that we just saw, and I'll get into it later with some of the narratives that people are already trying to spin up about it. They were dominant. They were just clearly head and shoulders above everybody that they played against and for all the people that think that they played against low seeds easy competition i don't think it would have mattered it would not have mattered who they played against facts they were playing the best basketball in the league right now and it showed on the the biggest stage last night in a game to clinch the nba finals which you know anybody that's been there and done that will tell you this is the hardest game to win right because The other team now, it's like there's nothing left to lose, right? You're given 110%, 120%, right? There's no reason to reserve anything in the tank. Um, And that showed in this game with – I didn't know if I was watching the NBA Finals or WrestleMania the way (laughs) (laughs) that People were flying all over the court. Bodies were getting laid out left and right. No fouls here. Then it's a ticky-tack call over here. I mean, it was mayhem, but throughout it all – Denver was able to weather the the early storm of some of the foul trouble they got in. And as sloppy and messy of a game that this was, where some of the best players are shooting crazy inefficient stat lines. Jimmy went five for 18. Bam went nine for 20. Gabe Vincent, three for 13. Max Strews, five for 12. Even on the Nuggets, Jamal Murray is six for 15. Michael Porter Jr., seven for 17. Aaron Gordon, one for six. Nikola Jokic went 12 for 16 from the field with 28 points, 16 rebounds and four assists.
1: I was, I was, uh, I forgot who said it, but I think I was probably watching on a TikTok or something, but the dude was like in this type of game where it's such a slugfest, that 28 points felt like 40 just compared to how everyone else was scoring. That 28 points in this specific game felt like a 40 point game. Like, it was ridiculous to do that efficiently along with that. But a dude is just insane, bro. This dude is just insane. He is
0: <clears throat> easily right now to me the, the best basketball player on the <clears throat> planet. This yeah. run that he's he just went on, A, needs to put a complete stop to some of the dumb narratives that people have been spinning out for the last couple of years. After last season, there was a lot of talk. Um, among the media about if Jokic can be the best player on a championship team, can you win with Jokic as your best player after he loses to the Warriors, who obviously go on to win the championship
2: mm-hmm. with
0: no Jamal Murray. Um, and I don't think Michael Porter Jr. was playing no, my, the series. Sorry, it's exactly. just him and Aaron Gordon versus the world with composite, yeah. Right? <laughs> right. So in the first season where you have that core finally together, you've got Jokic healthy. Um, Jamal Murray is back from the ACL tear Michael Porter Jr. is healthy Aaron Gordon is there They go into the postseason And come out as champions On a 16-4 to run Only lost four games the entirety of the postseason Um, And two of those were absolute Some of the best scoring outputs We've ever seen in playoff history By Devin Booker and that's just mm-hmm. what it take to barely beat them.
2: Right. <laughs> those
0: games in in the second round. So, and and only one home loss the entire entire postseason. Um. So this run that they went on, and we'll kind of get into more of the, the context of it, but just pure dominance from from start to finish. They clearly started with the end in mind. Um, and were able to, to cross that finish line last night. But I want to get a little bit into the recap specifically of this game because, like I said, it was sloppy, it was scrappy. Um, I think they they played a clip of Mike Malone in the beginning um, where, where he told his team, you know, this isn't going to be a game that's given to you, right? You're going to have to go out and take it. You have to win this game. You're not going to mm-hmm. win a championship. That Miami isn't going to roll over. They're not just going to lose the game. You're going to have to beat them for it. And I think that was evident from the tip. It was very, very physical. Um, the, the refs, at least in the beginning, were seeming to let them play a lot. A lot of contact was was allowed. Things that I thought were clear fouls were not getting called in the beginning of the game. Um, and that definitely seemed to rattle the Nuggets. They had four turnovers in the first three minutes of the game, um, which, which kind of had Miami going a little bit. Um, but... Denver was able to calm it down, had some timeouts. I know they had the big dunk there by Jeff Green and Jamal Murray there. Um, and I felt like that set the tone, and Miami immediately responded. Bam Adebayo, who I want to make sure I give him his flowers, to me was the best player on the Heat this entire
2: finals um, for them.
0: And <clears throat> I, I know I said going in multiple times, right, You're gonna, he has the tallest task of anybody on this team to be guarding the best player in the world who – I still don't know what you do, right? I don't know what you do with him, but I think he, he did. Even in efforts where, you know, he's getting scored on, he's trying to do so much on the defensive side of the ball, trying to fight under the screen. He's trying to show, trying to get back into the drop. They're putting him on the islands where he's playing one-on-one. He's switching, he's rotating, he's helping. He's doing so much on the defensive side of the ball. And consistently had great, great for him, offensive performances in the series. So, want to make sure I give Bam my the his flowers there. I thought he had a, a great series, um, especially on the glass too, as well. Can't can't under underestimate that um, for him. So, want to make sure that he got his flowers. But yeah, so they going back and forth there in, in the first quarter. Um, they were Jokic got into some early foul trouble. Aaron Gordon got into some early foul trouble. Um, and Bam took advantage of that early um, and got the heat rolling. Um, who took a lead into into halftime there, um, and seemingly had some type of breathing room a little bit going into the the second half. But um, <clears throat> moving into into the second half, um, the shots finally started to fall for the Nuggets. I think they were one for fifteen from three at halftime. They were struggling from the free throw line too, and there were good looks, open looks, shots that they made. Yeah. make. Um, mm-hmm. They just weren't falling. And I, I, I've, we both have said it so many times, as playoffs, but Jokic always seems to know when to turn it on. And it felt like yep. getting down into the into the fourth quarter, tight game, one score game. Here come the Jokic post ups. He's driving. He's getting the switches onto to Kayla Martin or onto a guard, and he's taking him into the post and he's getting to the basket. Um, he just has such a great feel for the game and, and what's needed from him in that moment. And those buckets down the, the stretch were, were huge. And then a couple of free throws were able to seal this game for, for Denver. And they were able to go out as champions on their home court, which is, which is huge. Always great to see a team win at home and see the crowd um, react and nobody leaves the arena. Cause you get to see mm-hmm. the, the
1: trophy ceremony, but
0: yeah. What'd you think about this game? Um, and, and really this series as a whole for, for both of these teams.
1: So this, I mean, it didn't really show me what I, I – it didn't show me anything new about the Nuggets. It just confirmed what we already were talking about Um, as far as the Nuggets being able to win games any way, like, any any way possible. Like, if you want to play them in a shootout, they can beat you in a shootout. you want to play a slugfest, a physical slugfest like it was yesterday, they can do that. <clears throat> Excuse me. They don't hit threes. They shot 18% from three. They can still win the game. They can – get hot and shoot 45% from three and then win the game. No one else on the team could be have it going and then they could just give the ball to the best player in the world in the post and have him work and score or they can set him up to be a facilitator. If he's uh, if he doesn't have it going, which it seems like it's never happened at this point, you still have Jamal Murray who can get high at any point. You know what I mean? So it's just like, and they have role players who step up. So it just confirmed the fact that but they can beat you any way possible. Honestly, this is one of the most complete teams I've ever watched not even just this season like just in general of my life watching basketball this might be one of the most complete like flawless teams I've ever watched like they can beat you in so many different ways and it's just it, it's honestly it's really crazy to see um as far as the heat I really just feel like they're they just weren't they just ran into a better team like I mm-hmm. just think they like they had some things that they could have done better I think Jimmy has to be a lot better like the one through the first two, three quarters, he was just kind of a no show. He was missing yeah. easy mid range shots, easy floaters, easy shots that he normally would make. So he he himself has to be better. But honestly, I just feel like unless Jimmy Butler had a bucks 40, 50 point game, like takeover type game <clears> that they they just weren't gonna win and they never really had a chance in this series because like I said, the Nuggets are just too good. They can beat you in so many different ways and then when in doubt, just give the ball to Jokic and let him work. So I just think they ran into a better team. Um, like I said, Jimmy has to play better. You can only rely on your role players to take you so far. And we've seen that at this point, like Caleb Martin, uh, Gabe Vincent, Duncan Robin, those guys that weren't going to win you the finals. Like you needed your best players to be playing at that caliber that they normally would be playing at. And that didn't really happen for Jimmy Butler. But like I say, man, they just, they ran into a better team, bro. Nuggets are just, they're just too good. If I'm being honest.
0: Yeah. I, I, Looking at it from the heat, I want to spend some time on them before we really dive into what this championship means for the Nuggets and Jokic's resume and building legacy at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Looking at the heat, like you said, I, they ran into the best team in basketball, right? I, mm-hmm. It's hard to say they have nothing to hang their hat on when, you know, you make it to the finals and lose. Like that's now for the second time in the last, you know, was it three years, four years? Four years, um, yeah. That's going to be a hard pill for them to swallow, um, especially for guys like, you know, Jimmy Butler and Bam and, you know, been there for both Duncan Robinson as well. Um, That's going to be tough for them to to deal with having, you know, knowing the grind to just get to the finals and to come up short both times is it's tough. But especially this season, this was a magical Run that they went on. And I think it's going to, I hope it does, shift the way that teams think about that last two, three months of the season. Because they were a playing team that mm-hmm. just made, like, we hadn't had a playing team make the, they hadn't won a series before this playoffs, right? And two of them make the conference finals and the Heat and the Lakers and the Heat obviously advancing to the NBA finals. Um, So that should put, you know, these teams on notice that, look, you don't have to pack it in and and try to get a lottery spot because anything can happen. Anything can happen when you get into the postseason. So, you know, if you're the nine seed, the 10 seed, the 11 seed, and, you know, you have the opportunity to say, well, Hey, you know, we can go and just, you know, pack it in this last month, just go and get a lottery pick and, and move on to next year. Who knows? You could go, you could become the next Miami heat. Right. You could go mm-hmm. on a run like that. And so um, that, I think, will hopefully spark some changing of mindsets moving forward for some of these these teams in front offices and coaching staffs for how they approach the, the end of season around that that ranking moving forward. But um, going back to the, the Heat as, as a team this year in this run, um, I would say looking back on it that first round series against Milwaukee, that is like going to be a legacy series for Jimmy Butler. What he was able to do, obviously the biggest one being that was a 56 point game. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the way he's able to close out that series in game five down the stretch in overtime. Um, that is always going to be something that's remembered for him. Every other series after that, that these were complete team efforts.
2: Yeah. It wasn't exactly. just
0: the, like the Bucks were probably that series is more of a jimmy show. After this, the Miami Heat were just playing great basketball. They got hot from three. Um their role players were stepping up. Their defense was at unreal levels. They had the Boston Celtics down 3-0 in a series where ESPN had them what the Heat had like a three percent chance to win that series, right?
1: That that was always ridiculous. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um and they they proved the doubters wrong. Every single series up until this one, Inclu- me and you included, right? We picked against the Heat every single series. Yeah. <laughs> we thought the Bucks would be easy. We knew it would be physical because the Heat are not a, a cakewalk team, but we knew it was going to be a physical series, but the Bucs would easily be able to handle them. They beat them in five. Say so, okay, well, you know, the Knicks are playing really well. I think the, the Knicks can probably, you know, they're playing good. They're coming off. I thought that the Cavs would give them a fight, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They handle the Knicks. It's like well, shoot okay here goes Boston going back Surely to the they finals. can't be back Boston. To back years right right <laughs> and they had them down three0 look it got dicey at the end but game seven was definitive you know injuries aside at the end of the day the game was played and they were clearly the better team that night um and, and deserved to win that series because if you're Boston you can't go down 0 three right no one's done it for a reason
2: mm-hmm.
0: um and so even just to get to the finals after all of that, is an achievement in and of itself. So, you know, this team, Jimmy, Bam, Gabe, Vincent, Max Struess, Duncan Robinson, obviously Caleb Martin, Kyle Lowry, who had a a great game last night, just impacting the game so many different ways. Um, Ended up with nine rebounds, so many of them. He's just like diving in, putting his body on the line against the bigs, um, is able to make something happen. He's diving over the floor. He's looking to take charges. It felt like a this is the Kyle Lowry that has always been able to impact the game. And I think he found something coming off of the bench in this postseason. That I hope he can take with him um, mm-hmm. if he looks to stay with this heat team moving forward. Um, but, but yeah, Haywood Highsmith too, you know, Cody Zeller, everybody on this team, Kevin Love too, like everyone stepped up and had a huge impact for the heat. So I want to make sure that they get their flowers because this, this was a fantastic run. Um, it's always fun to root for an underdog um, and they were able to get the job done three out of the four series uh, um, in this postseason so so credit to them
1: yeah 100 um, percent Yeah, like I said it's just unfortunate that they ran into the best team in the league but th- this is definitely it definitely was a magical run definitely was a magical run I mean <laughs> we felt like at some point it had to come to an end this this I'm not gonna say it was a, it wasn't no fluky run or anything like that like like you said they were clearly the better team in all of the previous series that they played but you just ran into it seemed like a freaking juggernaut like you just ran into the best team in the league so um Miami Heat moving forward I mean I know there's rumors that we're probably going to get into later about them possibly getting like a Damian Lillard or just someone to come like bring them to that next level because like we said you've been to the finals two out of the past four years I think been to the Eastern Conference finals what what is this like the third, fourth time they've been in the Eastern Conference Finals in recent years. So it's like they just need – I feel like they just need something else that can just get them over that hump. Like they can get there, but they just need one more piece that can just get them over that hump. So um, hopefully for them that they can find that piece and then they can finally get over that hump and win a championship in in the near future. But it's been a great run. It's been a great season for the Miami Heat.
0: Yeah, I think bringing in another person that can be – Honestly, the number one scoring option for them, which slides Jimmy to being, you know, secondary option there, obviously then continues to impact the game on the defensive side of the ball like he always does. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you have uh, ideally two different closing options to finish out any game. We now see Bam able to shoulder such a big defensive workload and continue to have – Uh, really good contributions offensively Um, and I think that then you know this is a different series if it's not so reliant on Jimmy having to be this big score every night because we know that he can do it but that's not who he is at his core you know that's not how he Mm -hmm. plays basketball Um, and so you know we have the whole offseason to get into you know what the Heat are, are able to do in some of these rumors, so yeah, um,
2: it's,
0: it's going to be interesting. They are they definitely have a, a lot of money tied up, but um, some moves to potentially be made for them. But um, want to pivot to the Nuggets now and really put this this all into context. Um, obviously, Jokic gets the the Finals MVP, well deserved, puts him in um, a very rare conversation of players to have um, two or more MVPs as well as a, a championship and a finals MVP. Um, he is putting together that case. I, I know JJ Redick was on, I think it was get up this morning. And he said he thinks he's already a top 30, maybe top 25 player of all time. I agree. And, right. And the resume stacks up. The eye test stacks up. Like he's doing things that we've never seen before. He's the first player to ever Ever lead an entire postseason in points, rebounds, and assists?
1: Man, this dude is ridiculous, bro. And
0: he only, like, in addition to that, he only lost four games.
1: Only lost one at home. And and most of the series that he played were quick, like five games, six games, four games, five games. Like, it's not like he's playing seven game series. Like, he's ending these series quick. And it's like, I genuinely, he's not even really like, like, I, He's one of those players I genuinely believe when they're like, it's just stats. Like, I genuinely believe he's like, bro, I really don't. I'm not trying to go out here and get a triple-double. I'm not right. trying to get a 30-point, 30, 30, 20 10 game. Like, I just want to win the game. Right. And my team calls for me to do put up that stat line, so I'm going to do that. Like, bro, this dude ridiculous, bro. Yeah,
0: he's, he's unbelievable. And I think <clears> – <throat> And they also put up a stat last night. He's now the lowest drafted player. I guess technically the highest drafted. Or you know what I mean? I see He's still, you mean, yeah, right, yeah. 41st overall pick. So the latest draft pick to ever win finals MVP.
1: Bro, um, they were playing a Taco Bell commercial as he was getting drafted. <laughs> like, bro,
0: <laughs> they were putting in, uh, I saw on Twitter last night, they were showing what his face scan looked like in like 2K15 or 16, whichever the first 2K he was in. Mm-hmm. and like he didn't get scanned into the game like he was one of those players where it's like uh, we don't they, he's not getting scanned in. they just like do this like base player model and try to mold it to look like him bro right. look terrible look terrible and this dude is now <laughs> one of the best centers of all time like he's entering that conversation I'm not saying he's the greatest but it's like he has the resume he has the stats like he has the the um the accolades at this point to be have a seat at that table right and start being a part of those discussions um and even getting to the the rest of the guys on this team like what this means to a guy like jamal murray like watching the emotion on his face after that final buzzer went off like you could see the tears immediately because you know he said flat out he thought the nuggets were going to trade him after last year right like he had gotten medically cleared to play but um, I think mentally and physically he just still wasn't ready to go, which is obviously understandable, um, coming off of such a big knee injury like that. Um, he was concerned that they were going to, you know, trade him because <clears throat> they're in a win now mode, and he's not playing. wasn't playing at that moment. But um, to see him come back and get his confidence back, and then go on this finals run um, where he was just as important to this championship as Jokic was. Like, they don't get this championship without Jamal Murray as well. Like, this duo between the two of them, this feels like from a, a championship perspective or consistent contending perspective, this feels like the, just the beginning for them, right? Like, they're both just at the very early stages of their prime. So there's a a large runway, a lot of time for them to have more opportunities to you know, get more accolades, all-stars, all-NBAs, but additionally, Western Conference championships and and competing for the finals year in and year out. Um, So that's, you know, a great story for him there. You see how much it meant for him, for his team to, and his organization really to continue to trust him. For a guy like Aaron Gordon, who was a number four pick in Orlando, it just didn't work out. And him to come and get a new role, you know, similar a guy like Wiggins just you know, new new scenery, um, you know, reduced role, but he's able to do more because he has less responsibility. And he turns into, look at all the guys he defended this postseason. From, uh, you got, you know, Anthony Edwards, KD, Devin Booker, and going to LeBron and Anthony Davis. And now in this series, having to guard Jimmy Butler as well. That is a gauntlet of guys to have to sit down and get in the chair against every single night in the postseason. Um, and he handled it very well played phenomenal defense for them this entire postseason. And when he was needed to was a leading scorer for them in, in game four of the, this series. So um, a great story for him as well. And then guys like Michael Porter jr. The guy had multiple back surgeries before he even got to the league. Doctors told him he would never play basketball again, he would not go to the NBA and the nuggets took a chance on him in the back half of the lottery. And you know, his shot wasn't falling for, for most of the series, but last game, and he, this game more than any, it felt like he had his fingerprints on the, just the feel of the game. 13 rebounds, he's scrapping for, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, he's crashing the glass, um, you know, and he, he's putting his head down. He understands that the shots aren't falling from three, so he's trying to get into the paint. There's just just so many good storylines from this this Nuggets team. and. Uh, it's honestly well-deserved for their, their fan base. Like, like I said, the, the longest drought from becoming an NBA team to finally getting your first championship. Um, and, and the players on this roster, just the storylines there, it's, it's well-deserved.
1: One thing that is interesting to think about about this team and everything you've just said about Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., all the adversity that they had to face. Um, do you think that they – would have won a championship sooner if it wasn't for all the problems that they face, like all the injuries, Jamal Murray tearing his ACL, Michael Porter Jr. injuring himself. It's like, because Jokic has been this level of player for the past, what, three, two, three years. He's been at this level. Jamal Murray, we've seen in the bubble, he was playing out of his mind. Michael Porter Jr. has been, I mean, he's improved, obviously, but Michael Porter Jr. has been solid. They got Aaron Gordon. I believe this is what their second year with Aaron Gordon, second, third year with Aaron Gordon. So like he's been on the roster. I think the only thing that's really different was the Bruce Brown signing, the Casey King mm-hmm. signing. So um, besides a couple of those role players who really stepped up for them, uh, it's interesting to see if they never got injured, would they have won a championship sooner?
0: Yeah, it's always gonna be tough to say. Like hindsight is always gonna be twenty-twenty, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: like it's hard to argue with the results, right? Like they yeah. finally got one healthy run. And, and obviously that plays a big factor into it. Like they didn't switch their starting lineup one time this entire playoffs. And mm-hmm. really their rotation doesn't, didn't change at all. Entire playoffs. They were able to stay healthy throughout the entire playoff run, which and you can't it's like, that's part of what going, goes into winning a championship. Just sometimes it's the team that's the healthiest wins it all just like it's yeah there's a little bit of luck that goes into winning every championship and um so to that point you know if they were able to stay healthy earlier like i genuinely think we are seeing the beginning of a five ish five plus year run by this Mm -hmm. Nuggets team where they have the opportunity to go and get one two more championships you know michael malone was on the podium after saying. It's great we got one, but we're not satisfied. You know, we're doing the, the Chris
1: Bosh and LeBron and do Wade yeah, not one, the, the not two, Miami. <laughs> top three. Um, but they can so, do it though. They they genuinely like. I'm not. I'm like obviously. They, I'm not saying they're gonna win the next four championships straight, but they have the core. They're all young enough. They have the good coaching. They have the good culture. They have the best player in the planet. Like, they have the tools to at least compete for every championship in the next, what, five years, as long as they stay healthy? Like, they're going to be in the mix. And I'm pretty sure you and I can agree. I, this is I don't think this is going to be Jokic's only championship. Like, I think eventually, at some point later down the road, he will get another one. Yep. It's just a matter of, like we said, staying healthy, having the right pieces around them. and Because I think look, Bruce Brown is probably going to be gone. He's probably going to go get a bag somewhere. But mm-hmm. as long as you build a solid enough roster around your core guys, at the bare minimum, you're going to compete for every championship in the next, what, half a decade.
0: Right. And really outside of just Bruce Brown, this whole team is, like, their core is locked down exactly. for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just, you know, kind of slid under the radar because you don't really ever see trades during the finals. But, you know, they just traded for, you know, a first-round pick or or I think a second-round pick um, and a late first-round pick. Um, for for OKC this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, I think they have somebody in mind that they're looking already at probably getting a Bruce Brown-type replacement. Yeah. Um, and you see Christian Braun, who um, I almost want to call him Christian Baseline,
1: because
0: he, <laughs> he was working in backdoor cuts.
2: Yeah,
1: um, playing defense, but, hustling. He was, listen, he's only going to get better. He's only going to improve.
0: All right, he, back-to-back championships for him, coming off a, a title in college with Kansas. Um, mm-hmm. and then as a rookie now with the Nuggets is able to get him a ring. So they're they're clearly understand that they're in that unique position that they're starting what could be the beginning of a dynasty run or at least just dominance and, and contention in the West. Um, so they're looking to consolidate assets and just do whatever they can to maximize this core. Um, mm-hmm. like you said, we're we are watching one of the greats in Jokic. We're watching a great duo in, you know, him and Jamal Murray. And you want to squeeze as much juice out of that orange as you can get if you're the Nugget. So um, smart play by them on going out and getting those draft picks. And um, look, they just continue to put the right guys around. And like you said, this could be the start of a half decade or longer run um, where I think they're able to get – at least another championship, if not more, um, out of this core. And that that resume for Jokic just continues to get better. Um man. look, it's also crazy to look at this this roster and DeAndre Jordan got himself a ring now. <laughs> Ish Smith, Thomas,
1: Thomas Bryant, Bryant, man. Oh my God, He's got guy asked for a trade from the Lakers. <laughs> We're like, oh my God, you're about to play no minutes behind Jokic. It's a ring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and beats us in the process you gotta be kidding me bro Mm -hmm.
0: Reggie Jackson ring um Mm -hmm. really really guys like uh Jeff Green and and, uh and DeAndre Jordan it's like good to see it's always good to see guys who vets, especially like Jeff Green who played big minutes for them in this series and has been on this journeyman path and even had that stint where he had to sit out. He had open heart surgery. It's like mm-hmm. this has been a wild career for Jeff Green, and um, not sure how much gas he has left in the tank. But look, if this is it for him, this is a hell of a way to go out.
1: Yeah, he might as well. Um, yo, I <laughs> see Ish Smith really played for. He's in the, been in the league for thirteen years, played for thirteen teams. That's crazy. That that's kind of wild. Yeah, he like,
0: has. He's the definition like when you when you look up journeyman in the dictionary it should be a picture of ishmith
1: facts Um, they they definitely got some 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 solid vets that that got their got their first ring that that definitely deserved it
0: yeah definitely um i want to transition a little bit to what this really means for Jokic's legacy um i know i've been vocal about being like legacy gets too overblown
2: Mm -hmm. you
0: know when we have basketball discussions as fans or in the media but this is the time where you really have to sit back and just like look at his resume what he's been able to done what he's been able to do um and then also consider the fact that he's only 28 like this is the prime of his career mm-hmm. he's got a lot of years left and this feels very similar to the conversation that we like us the media fans were all having about Giannis a couple years ago it's like exactly look at all that he's accomplished he's just now in his prime like he just now is here the runway for both of these guys are putting them on that trajectory to say y'all have potential Giannis I think in a lot of people's eyes mine included honestly is like probably a top five player at his position ever Um, I think so and it's starting to, you know, etch his name to, you know, top 20, top 15, and try to get into that range, and Jokic is on that trajectory right there, looking at, you know, the best centers of all time, looking at trying to become one of the best players of all time, Um, and like I said, um, two MVPs now, a championship, and a finals MVP. Um, This is big, if you're a big legacy person, like, this is the start of that resume that is, is only going to continue to grow. Like he has multiple all-NBAs, multiple all-stars that he's going to continue to earn. And even if he doesn't want to play this crazy long career, if he only plays till he's 35, seven more years. Yeah. That's a lot of basketball left for um, one of the most dynamic and versatile and honestly unique bigs that we've ever seen play the sport of basketball
1: one thing that's very very interesting when you bring up Giannis is the fact that like you said they're kind of at similar points low when you look at it all time basically how you both they talked about they both have two MVPs they both won their championship both have a finals MVP uh, both have insane stat lines both being I think 28 and 27 years old so one thing that is really going to be interesting is the fact that these guys are going to compete against each other in their primes for, like you said, what, five to seven years? Going at it, I'm pretty – like, I think we can both agree that Giannis, I think he'll win another championship eventually. I think Yogi's will win another championship eventually, but they could be on a course to, like they, – they could be playing each other. They could be battling out for those championships. I'd love to see that. A, a full-strength Bucks team, a full-strength – Nuggets. That series would be insane. That for the people that think Giannis is still the best player in the league, for the people that think Yogis is the best player in the league, they could be battling out in the finals and really see who the best player on the planet is. So I, I just think for the years to come, these guys will have some insane battles. They'll both be putting knocks on each other's resumes. If they say they end up meeting in the finals, they one beats the other person, one beats the other person. I'm not, I'm not gonna go as far to say like Magic Bird, but like. Depending on how their careers go, mm-hmm. this we could look back on this like ten, twenty years later and be like, "Wow, like they're in their this is their era together, and they were really battling it out." You know what I mean? So I think that's going to be interesting uh, moving forward. But as far as Jokic and, and his legacy alone, to me, he's already a top six, seven center of all time. It's It's
0: hard to argue at this point. Like,
1: yeah, because even
0: like when you take the accolades out of it, like just looking at what he does on the court, I said, we've never seen a big man like this before. I'm watching mm -hmm. this dude catch the ball in the post. They're just throwing it up and he's grabbing it over his head. And he's not even looking just like behind his back. He's throwing lobs like touch passes like Mm -hmm. it's so. He has such a unique skill set, and not only is it unique, but it's dominant. Like it is, he is one of the best playmakers we've ever seen. He just also happens to be seven foot two eighty.
1: Exactly. Um, Which, yeah, but like, like even think about the centers. I think right now, I mean Kareem obviously, Shaq, Hakeem, Bill, Wilt. That's five. After that, I mean, Jokic has a case. I think, obviously, you know, his career has to go a little bit longer. Like, if he retires today, I don't think he's a top six center ever. But, like, we're just projecting, like, yeah. he's only he's only going to make more all-NBAs. He's going to make more all-star teams. He's going to have all these accolades. Like You know what I mean? Like, so we're projecting. It's like he's up there with who? Like, David Robinson, Moses Malone, those type of guys. It's like if he keeps going – He eventually wins another championship, even if he doesn't win another championship. It's like all those accolades, all those stats, along with the championship and a finals MVP. It's like it's going to be hard to keep him out of those top center of all time conversations.
0: Yep, I have the list here of all the players who have won multiple regular season MVPs and additionally a finals MVP in a championship, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, Kareem. Bill Russell. Michael Jordan, Wilt Chamberlain, LeBron, Moses Malone, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Tim Duncan, Steph, Giannis, and now Jokic.
1: The same company.
0: Very, very, (laughs) very elite and small group of players. There's a lot of phenomenal NBA players that have not and will not ever reach that combination
1: and he's only going to get better right and he's and just, he's just only
0: 28
1: it's just like you said it's crazy how we, we literally had this same conversation with Giannis it is like insane to see but I'm so happy that it's both of these guys because they, I'm, I just got a feeling they're going to be battling it out for years to come and it's going to be it's gonna be so good to watch, bro. It's gonna be so fun to watch. Oh my god, I can't wait. But, yeah,
0: I I cannot. I, I would if we ever get a Bucks Nuggets Finals oh I
1: don't know, my, my life savings. <laughs> we might we might have to go to one of those. Yeah. <laughs> we, might have, we might have to take a trip to one of those games, bro. Man, that's good. and it's like two small market teams, two teams that were patient with their superstars. Two actually two teams that didn't even know they really had superstars. They kind of stumbled upon <laughs> two of the best players in the league, but uh, they were patient and it it paid off, man. It it paid off. It's it's great to see. The basketball fan in me is like very excited. The Lakers fan in me is like scared to death. <laughs> <laughs> like the Lakers fan in me is scared to death of what's about to come with these Denver Nuggets, man. But as a basketball fan though, I would I would love to see like Jokic turn this into some sort of dynasty or just be a contending team for years to come. It'll be so great to watch.
0: Let me ask you this, because this has been on my mind the last couple of days with it always is going to happen, right? People are always going to try to spin narratives up out of nowhere to discredit something. You see it every single year. People always want to put an asterisk on championship runs. Do you think that this was a cakewalk? run
1: for the Nuggets? No, not at all. And you can't, and whoever is saying that it was a cake walk run, I would love to see who they picked to come out of the West. I would love to see who they picked in the Phoenix versus Nuggets series. I would love to see who they picked in the Lakers versus Nuggets series. Like, no, it was not a cake walk run. You, first of all, you have no control over who you play. You play whoever is lined up against you. Like that. this all you can do. You can't choose your opponents. You can't avoid your opponents. It's not like they were like losing games to get a lower seed to play a lesser opponent. Like they weren't. It, there was none of that going on. You can't choose who you play, and they they beat everyone in front of them handily. Like it's not like they they didn't struggle with anybody. If we're being completely honest, even the 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 Suns got two games off them. I don't think they they didn't struggle with the Suns. I never felt like that series was really in doubt. To be honest, I felt like the Suns yeah. did a good job of protecting home court, but when push come to shove, they took care of the Phoenix Suns. Lakers. we all, we
0: all saw Game Six.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like Minnesota, okay, everyone knew the Nuggets was going to win that series. The Suns, there was a lot of people who picked the Suns to win that. Nuggets took a care. lot of
0: big media people that picked the Suns to win that series. There's exactly. a lot of people that had the Suns coming out of the West. As soon as they see KD and D book, they are like, oh, too much. It's just too much.
1: Too much talent. Too much all talent. Right. Lakers. And this is coming from a Lakers fan. A lot of people picked the Lakers. A lot of people thought it was going to be a good se- a long series. Rightfully so. It was Lakers was a good team. Swept them. It hey, was competitive, but they just yeah, had a at the little end of the bit day, more in every game. At the end of the day, the Lakers didn't win a game. Like if I'm just being completely honest. Like yeah. Lakers fan aside. They didn't win a game. So if we're going to call it how it is, dominated the Lakers. Got to the finals. I mean, a lot of pick obviously a lot of people picked the Nuggets, but like I said, they can't. You can't choose who you play against. And let's not act like this Miami Heat team is a bad team. They beat the Bucs in five games. I understand Giannis missed some games, but when he came back, he didn't win a single game. Right. They beat the Bucs in five games, went to the Knicks, beat the Knicks in five games, who a lot of people thought was a good team. Went to the Celtics, went up 3 0 in the Celtics. Like they beat these teams. Like they, the the Heat had a very tough run to the finals, but they beat all of them and were clearly the best team in that whole run. So when they got to the finals, I felt like the two best teams in the league, the Heat versus the Nuggets, like the the Heat didn't get here on no fluky run. They beat all of these teams to right. get here and they ran into the best team in the league and got handled in five games. So all that like easy run to the final, like you can put an asterisk on every single championship possible. Like if name Every single finals in NBA history, I can guarantee you, you can nitpick and find some sort of asterisk.
0: Right. Somebody got hurt. Somebody got attacked. Somebody's a bad call, whatever. Like, you, that's, bro, that's basketball. That's sports, right? That's Mm -hmm. part of it. Like we just said, part of winning any championship in any sport, there's some luck involved. Like, Mm -hmm. sometimes people do get hurt. Sometimes it's on your team. Sometimes it's the other team. Like, that just is how the cookie crumbles. Like, like, if, if we knew what was going to happen before the game played, nobody would watch. Exactly. Like, that's part of why people love sports. It's part of why people love the NBA Finals. Like, you still have to go out and execute. And to sit up here and say that, okay, well, when you look at it, the, the Nuggets played an eight seed or the Suns, the four seed, and they played the seven seed, and they played another eight seed. Oh, this is this is such a soft run to the Finals
1: can't look at it like that. The
0: only guaranteed team that they had to play in the entire playoffs was the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's it. So they had to play one eight seed. It's not their fault that the Grizzlies lost. It's not their fault that any of the, it's not their fault that they played any of the other teams they got. If you wanted a different matchup, the other team should have won. If,
2: they you they been Nuggets, it, right. if you wanted to see,
0: right. If you want to see Denver and Boston, Boston shouldn't have went down 3 0. Boston should have beat Miami. They didn't mm-hmm. because they didn't have what it took to win that series. It's a lot of media people who have already started that whole, this whole, this is a soft run, whatever. Like the the legacy shouldn't be that big because who <laughs> did they really play? I don't know Chris Mannix personally. You might be a great guy. I don't know you. And it's a lot of people that are doing it, but you're the one that I'm going to talk about right now because You've been the the brunt of most of it. You've been one of the most open about it. First, you came out during the playoffs and said, the Nuggets aren't an exciting team to talk about. You work for Sports Illustrated, one of the head writers at Sports Illustrated, said that the Nuggets are not an exciting team to talk about. They're not. There's no storylines there. We just spent like 20 minutes just scratching the surface on Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, MPJ, Jokic, Jeff Green, DeAndre Jordan, like just lightly talking about like all of their journeys up until this point, bro, you're a writer. It's all, that's your job. It's always stories there. Mm-hmm. Like, there's always stories there, bro. Like part of your job is to not like you can define what the readers and fans are excited to talk about. The reason why sports coverage gets so hyper-focused on the Lakers, the Celtics, the Knicks, If you go into other sports, the Cowboys, the Patriots, like just the big market teams is because that's where they know the most viewership is. They all care about is clicks, views, ratings. So they're always going to try to appease to those top teams. You get to these moments where the best player in basketball is in Denver. And there's a lot of people who are casual NBA fans who may have really just watched him seriously play for the first time in this series. That's a problem. And people like him in the larger media as a whole, Y'all are a part of that problem. Like, y'all should be enjoying the NBA and not just, like, four teams. Thanks. Like, the Lakers don't need to be in every conversation. The Celtics don't need to be in every conversation. Thanks. Like, in addition to that, Chris Mannix is one of the people who said that this Nuggets run is not as big as people are hyping it up to be, right? It's not this huge, you know, like – they just steamrolled over everybody. They're better than them. There was no, there, it would, he said there was no real competition for them. He wrote an article that said the Lakers were going to come out of the West. <laughs> he said LeBron is healthy. Austin Reeves is playing great. AD is playing great. Look out. The Lakers are coming out of the West. Pick the Lakers to beat the Nuggets. Well,
1: but now but there's because, no competition. Right,
0: right. But because, because they got swept. Oh, uh, it wasn't really that close. So it, it couldn't have been no competition. I,
1: I hate that so much. I I genuinely hate that. Cause it used to piss me off when people used to do that with the Lakers. Pick the pick the Warriors to beat us and then be like, actually looking back at it, the Warriors weren't even that good in the first place. And then why'd you pick them? Right. why you pick it? If the Lakers was this I, I hate that your point you're making me bash my own team, but it's just facts. It's like you picked the Lakers to win. So that means you thought that they were a competitive team. So right. if they swept them, don't go back and be like, "Oh, actually, they weren't really that competitive in the first place." No, no, they the Nuggets were just better and just a lot better because they swept them. Like, I hate, I hate when media people do that. That pisses me off so much. It's it's so
0: lame to me. Like, it's really lame because it's, you're just like that's just like discrediting everything that we just saw. Like. Mm-hmm. You want team like players, superstars to perform like Jokic performed. He had a dominant playoff run. He's the first player to ever lead a postseason in every all three of those major statistical categories: points, rebounds, and assists. And for doing that, it had, it had to be because everybody he played against sucked. He can't just be that much better. He can't just exactly. run that much more. He can't just be dominant. It's the narrative has to. Um, played an eight-seed, a four-seed, a seven-seed, and an eight-seed cakewalk run. There, People are going to forever continue to say this. Like, You're it's so always good. And Man. people do this about every single championship. And to me, bro, like, that's pathetic. Like, bro, you don't even feel like a fan of basketball at that point. Like, You're even not. if it's like you have a fandom towards a particular team and you don't like whoever won, whatever the case may be, bro. Like, at the end of the day, bro, If you really like basketball, bro, you would just sit back and think about this series and think about this run and be like, wow, we just saw something that's never been done before. We're watching one of the greatest players to ever put on a pair of basketball shoes ever. He's only 28. We could be watching the beginning of something very, very special. I'm happy to be watching this right now. Mm Mm-hmm. But instead, some of y'all just oh, y'all just have to have something to hate on. Y'all have to have something to hate
1: on. You watch the game through a hater's lens. Like, why do you watch the game and think, "How can I discredit this?" Like, instead of just admiring it. Yo, but you don't just,
0: have to say nothing. <laughs> like, you you really don't, don't have to have
1: anything to say. But you choose to try to discredit something. Like, just to admit you don't like basketball. That's really what it is. Just to admit you don't like basketball. You like the drama. Like, bro, go watch like some housewives show bro like y'all like drama bro all right I go watch some reality
0: these. tv go watch go the watch Bachelorette or something
1: like that. thank you bro y'all don't like basketball bro y'all like all the extra off the court drama legacy this discredit this, this i'm hating on it like y'all like all of that bro. All right you know, and y'all like dude, it like like for the, the wrong
0: reason that's really what it is because yeah. you can like the off the court the stories like i said all the other things that come with it that build up the game But no, all y'all do is like the negative parts. You like the debates, tearing somebody down. Which is weird. Right, it's so weird, bro. It's really, it's lame. And and they do it every single year. This one in particular feels so much more stupid because it's like, bro, like, what do you want either of these teams to do? By doing this, y'all are trying to discredit the Heat. It's like, oh, look, look at how well they shot against every other team, and they play the Nuggets, and they shoot bad. Bro, that is basketball. Also, the Nuggets played their defensive intensity after game two, game three, four, and five on a whole different level. Like, it's, sometimes, bro, it's just how the people are performing on the court. It's not so black and white. can't just look at the box score and be like, oh, it's my shot. Forty-one percent this year, and now they're shooting sixteen percent. Oh, look at this! They're so lucky, bro. Do you think he's just trying? You think he's just trying to miss?
1: Right, like so we're playing the Nuggets now. Let me just let me just miss now. Like, come on, bro. Like, I, and if you just look at it from a common sense thing, it's like there are thirty-two teams in basketball. The Nuggets. Oh, my bad. Sorry, I am thinking of football. My fault. <laughs> there is thirty, thirty-two. Te- there are thirty teams in basketball. The Nuggets. There's 16 team to make the playoffs. The Nuggets came out on top. So everyone else just sucks. Like, like bro, is that what you're right. telling me? Everyone else just stinks. Apparently, like, bro.
0: Apparently, like, the ret- it was just the Nuggets and everybody. Nobody else was even, bro. Everybody they else just stunk, bro. bro. If that was the case, bro, I should have just gave them the ring in
2: November.
1: Exactly. Like, everyone else just stinks. They had no, like, all their stars stink. All the teams are garbage. Like, it was, they were lucky. It was a cakewalk. Like, what are we talking about, bro? Do you genuinely think, like, that's how it worked out? Seriously. And there's people who gonna and the sad part about it is there's people who are gonna like read that article or listen, or probably a fan of I don't even know the guy you're talking about, if I'm gonna be completely honest. But there's people who are gonna watch that stuff and actually believe it, like hell wait, they did play a seven seed Lakers, they did play a eight seed Heat. Maybe that was a cake run. Like, come on, bro, stop. You're influencing like stop, bro. Just stop.
0: That is the biggest problem with all of it. And that's what really gets me is because bro y'all are working for the largest media networks in sports. Be I mean, people on Fox, ESPN, Sports Illustrated with these takes, bro. And it's mm-hmm. like the average fan who may not have the luxury of watching every game during the regular season, they might not have league pass. They only keep up, they watch a couple games every year and they might watch more during the playoffs whatever they go to these type of outlets to fill in those gaps on the coverage, bro. And this is yeah. what they're hearing. And then you get people that buy into it.
1: Like it's spreading negativity, bro.
0: Right. I don't I, bro. I'll go further than that. I don't, I think it's just false, Like yeah. it's just blatantly <laughs> wrong. I don't like, I'm, I'm never wanting to always just be like, like, bro, people going to have their opinions. This is just stupid, bro. It's just dumb.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> like, i said they do it with every single championship run this one just feels so much more stupid because it's like bro it's just dominance and you're at the same time trying to discredit the heat for getting out the east bro they clearly just wanted it more look at how they play basketball yeah bro even in the game last night back against the wall dudes are throwing their bodies all over the court they just don't want to go home they clearly just have a different gear in their head that these other teams didn't, which is why they beat Milwaukee, because Milwaukee's probably thinking about the finals in the first round. Oh, mm-hmm. well, y'all should have been focused on the Heat. They beat the Knicks. The Celtics probably thought the same thing. It's like, oh, wow, we're one, we're one series away from getting right back to where we were last year, blinked, and we're down 0-3. Mm-hmm. Just too big of a deficit to come out of. Like, nothing was given to this Heat team. Nothing was given to this Nuggets team. So – Take this series for what it is, because to me, it's still like being a five-game series. Aside from um, what was it, game three that kind or game four that kind of got out of hand for the Heat. Yeah. All these games were competitive, close, very physical. To me, this was an exciting series to watch.
2: Like I enjoyed it.
0: What do you think about people who think that this NBA Finals was? boring because i've seen that a lot too that this was not that entertaining that they didn't really care for it um what do you think about people that say that
1: i think that a lot of people are so used to watching us like so both of these teams play a very good very good team basketball and a lot of people are so used to watching like the stars the steph curry taking over the lebron taking over the Jason Tatum, like whoever, they're so used to watching the star. And it's because it's so easier to to see what's going on. It's like a casual viewer. Like, okay, Curry's out there shooting deep threes and has 40 points. Like, it's so easy to see that that's like, I, I mean, I get it. It's exciting. Like, and it's easy to like tell what's going on when you're watching Bam out of at the top of the key. Hitting Duncan Robinson in the back backdoor cut, like if you really like basketball, you'll see like, okay, I see how one play that he came off the all ball screen and, came, and popped out for a three. Another play, they cut to the basket. Like it's when you know basketball, it's kind of it's easy to see that and be like, okay, I see why that's why that worked or like it's inter it's entertaining to you. When you're a casual, it's like unless I see a step back three over somebody because that's a three. Like this is not fun for me to watch. Like so I I understand why a casual would say that it's boring. But to me personally, I think this series was, I think it was a good series. Like, I like watching the adjustments that the coaches make. I like seeing how those adjustments, or I like seeing the adjustments to the adjustments, you know what I mean, from the other right. coach. Like, I like seeing that type of stuff. And along with all that, you still got start. Like, we had a two 30-point triple-doubles. In the same in the, game. In the same game. <laughs> and that wasn't entertaining. Like, regardless of how the game turned out, that's entertaining in itself. Like, I think watching Jokic in general is entertaining. Like, some people think his game is boring. I think it's entertaining to watch. Like, he's dominating the game. Yep. From whether it's passing, scoring, rebounding, he's dominating the game. That's entertaining to watch. Like, I think Bam who played great. I think he was very entertaining to watch this whole series. Like, great defensive moments, even good offensive moments. Like, bro, the... The series was entertaining. Yeah, the outcome, like, it's four to one. It's a five-game series. So, like, the Nuggets were in control most of the time. But if you just go game by game, moment by moment, even the game, like you said, even the games that ended up being, like, the Nuggets, like, excuse me, even the games that ended up having the Nuggets with a comfortable lead, throughout most of the point of that game, it was entertaining. So, I just think people are so used to the insane, star-driven type game, star taking over type of games that's like when you get games like this which is coaching team basketball smart basketball with a little bit of physicality in there it's just it's not as entertaining to the casual to the my bad to the untrained eye (laughs) it's not it's not as entertaining and I think a lot of people are spoiled too a lot of people are spoiled because in recent years we watched some of the greatest finals ever like 2016 greatest finals ever like watch the best player ever play. You got the best shooter ever play. So I think I think a lot of times people are spoiled, but regardless, I think this is a very entertaining series.
0: Yeah, to I think that's a fair point about how casuals view this series, or people that just aren't you know as locked into the NBA, or like you said, the chess match. Because there was a point last night's game where it's like obviously when when Jokic got into foul trouble, he got real comfortable, got back into their zone. Jokic comes back onto the court. And they have, I think it was KCP in the corner and Christian Braum on the wing. Jokic is at the, the top of the keys holding the ball. He sends Braun on a wing cut, is staring him down as he comes through the lane. And I think it was Caleb Martin is in the corner on KCP. And just that little eye attention steps Caleb Martin in, just two steps off of KCP. And he just to the corner instantly, open three. Those little things like that to casual fan is probably just like, okay. He hit a three. Right. But it's like just watching the <clears throat> level of execution by these coaching staffs, these players, like that was so entertaining throughout this entire postseason season in this finals in particular. So like, at the end of the day, tell me I just need to sit down and enjoy basketball. And if y'all don't, I need to take a hard look in the mirror if, you want to keep watching this year in year out because like you said maybe i need to go watch reality tv go watch housewives that's the or something because i just like negativity and drama 24 7 but
1: and if you don't think the nuggets are entertaining you better buckle up buddy because they're not right? <laughs> going, going anywhere I don't know this might not be your sport you
0: can go watch something else for the next five six years yeah you better, better team buckle is up. Is not going anywhere exactly um, so Yeah, credit to the Nuggets. This is well-deserved. Credit to Jokic and Murray and the coaching staff, Michael Malone. Um, Like, Nuggets team did it the right way. They kept their guys together, um, and they are finally um, reaping the benefits of that. So, well-deserved. Congratulations to Denver. And, uh, yeah, we are now officially in the offseason. All that means is I think we got 10 or 9 days till the draft. Summer League next month, you know,
1: Ooh.
0: the games, the regular season, postseason goes to a stop, but the game don't stop.
1: Not at the all. Game
0: never, never stops. does. Um, so even with that in mind, I'm going to go ahead and get right into some more of the rumors that have been dropping since the last time we recorded. Um, one of the first ones I've seen, Bradley Beal has been linked to Philadelphia as a potential destination um, for him this upcoming season. What would you think about if they potentially lose Harden to to Houston and replace him with a guy like Bradley Beal in Philly?
1: I like it. I, I think it's I think it's good. I feel like Embiid. Well, as a big man, mostly, especially a, a big man – like Jokic aside, Jokic is in a whole another level, but a traditional big man who n- kind of needs to get set up a little bit. Needs someone to give him the ball in the post. Needs someone to run that pick and roll with him. Um, you need. One, a guard that can help him out and, get, and put him in positions to be great, but also someone who can take attention off of him and score the basketball. Like, the games that, in the playoffs, the games that Jamie Harden played well, obviously you see they won. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying Bradley Bill got to come in and drop 40 every game, but you just need someone who consistently can get you a bucket, especially from the perimeter. Like, all great big men, even, honestly, even Jokic uh, a lot of times, all great big men I feel like need a guard on the perimeter who can score, who can close games, who can get a bucket. So I, I would like it. Uh, I would love to see Bradley Bill finally in a position where you can actually try to compete. You know what I mean? Because those with, I don't think he's been on a, a competitive, a really competitive Wizards team ever. Like them guy, him and John
0: Wall had maybe a run or two, but uh,
1: they were you know. never gonna win. Nothing. Not, I not think. like
0: competitive in the East. But like exactly. they were, they were. They, they were no interesting. They, they yeah. were kind of fun,
1: but like they were never really competitive in the East, man. Yeah. Him and him and John Wall just been the uh, the best bag chasers in NBA history, man. Just take, <laughs> taking two hundred million dollar contracts left and right. But uh, I, I would actually, I would like to see him um in, in a position where he could actually help out a real contender. So I'm here for it, especially if they lose Harden. I'm here for it.
0: I'm gonna be honest. I don't like it. I really? feel like that does not push the needle for that Sixers team at all especially if you lose Harden and it's like you bring in Bradley Beal like to me it's not changing too much for me because if we're being honest like Bradley Beal was the second option on the Wizards this year behind Mm -hmm. Porzingis and so he doesn't bring too too much Outside of his scoring ability, he's not a fantastic playmaker. I think his efficiency was a lot better this season, being a second option, which is good to see. Um, I don't think he's going to make them worse. I just – for the Sixers team, like, they've got to get over the hump. And to me, this does not push the needle far enough in that direction. To like, Even if they did, there's a couple teams out east who – they can get their you know their roster set up right I would take over the Sixers team still um because mm-hmm. they still have a ton of question marks for me obviously the Bucs are their team that has a lot of question marks the Celtics too but it's like if they can get their stuff situated like both of those teams off the top of my head um I would take over the Sixers and realistically they have to be one of them to get into the, the conference finals and so we're that's what we're talking about, to get over just that hump, just to even make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't know if Bradley Beal is that guy. Um, but we'll see. Interested to see how that all kind of plays out. Because um, I know he has the, the no trade clause in his contract, so that would have to get you know sorted out
2: mm-hmm. um,
0: from, from the front office perspective. But um, another rumor that has come out, and I think this one dropped yesterday. This is actually a pretty big one the Pelicans have been linked to trying to make a trade to get into the top two or three, um, picks in the NBA draft to make a play at Scoop Henderson, which honestly they have young pieces. They have some draft capital built up that they could all consolidate. And who knows, maybe look, if, uh, if the Hornets aren't too thrilled with the idea of pairing LaMelo and Scoot, maybe that's your best option is you trade the pick, you get, you know, some young talent. I don't know who all exactly be on the table. Um, if I was them, I'd be trying to get guys like Dyson Daniels, Trey Murphy, um, and obviously some picks back as well. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, maybe you're able to trade back up into the draft and maybe you still are able to get Brandon Miller, but, to me that's at least a better option than just passing on school altogether
1: 100% um,
0: but i think that would be very interesting if they were able to to find a way to make a trade with charlotte or potentially portland um and I've seen I have seen reports that say if they made a trade with Portland, CJ might be going back.
1: That'd be crazy. <laughs> that'd be crazy. Dames like, okay, we can compete again. I got right. my, I got my guy
2: back. <laughs> <But> nah,
1: bro. <laughs> then that, nah, that'd be that's interesting though. Like I said, I I would need to see who else is in the trade, who who are they keeping, who are they giving up. But obviously, you're not trading Zion. I don't think you're giving up BI. So I mean, that's not bad though. That's definitely that's definitely not a bad young core. If Zion could if, they could finally be healthy. That's actually kind of scary when you think about it. A bit a big three between them.
0: Yeah. They're look, they're scary if Zion is healthy with the team right now, period. So it's exactly. Like
1: you,
0: you bring that in with Scoot. You have Scoot, BI, um, and Zion, and then whichever you know, young role players you're able to keep. I'm 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 assuming Herb Jones is probably off the table for them at this point. Um like that is a nice young core that we could see they were a team that I thought would take a leap similar to what the grizzlies did being like a play-in team and the next year they are like a top seed in the west yeah yeah it felt like that was going to happen <laughs> obviously they had the injuries which kind of derailed their season but you know maybe that's in their cards for them next year and they become you know top 3 4 seed out west they're able to, to get Zion back healthy and, and finally get a decent season out of, you know, their core guys there.
1: If I'm Portland, though, no, I'm not trade. – I'm not – like, I like it from the Pelican side. But if I'm the – if, like, if I'm Portland, I'm not trading unless I'm going into, like – actually, no, that still doesn't make sense. I was going to say unless you're going into, like, a rebuild, I'm not trading that for young pieces and picks. But it's like if you're going to a rebuild, just draft school So, like – Yeah. For me, what are you getting back? if it's not Zion or B.I., what are you getting back that's worth not just taking school? And if I'm the Hornets, it's like, again, if it's not B.I., what am I getting back that's not worth just drafting school?
0: Yeah, and uh, it all goes back to, like, if you're Portland, right, all hypothetical, right, let's say you have a separate trade, you get Damian Lillard out of there, you bring in draft capital, young assets, and you take the third pick, and you're able to trade it to the Pelicans, you get Dyson Daniels and Trey Murphy, maybe both and more picks. And it's like, okay, we're just going full on young. Like you said, at that point just take school, right? Like, exactly, exactly. go. <laughs> just go for, like we already been saying, go for the talent. Like mm-hmm. as good as Trey Murphy um, and, uh, you know, Dyson Daniels can project to be, I'd say school Henderson is a better, at least from a prospect perspective, coming in as a higher touted prospect. So. You go for the talent. <laughs> so just just take the talent. If, if he I... falls at three, you got to take him.
1: 100%. Only thing I don't like about the draft sometimes is the fact that normally it's the worst organization it's the most poorly run franchises at the top so they just make dumb decisions, decisions bro. Over it's, and over. it's just bro i can't the i reason couldn't imagine. why a
0: lot of these teams stay in the lottery year yeah.
1: after year after year bro <laughs> like even when they get the opportunity like they get that like lottery ticket in their hand they find some way to mess it up every time bro it's crazy yeah <laughs> yeah, so
0: interesting to see how that one plays out as well too because uh, so I can't wait. the like, Draft being nine days away, I, I feel like we're going to get a couple of big trades that are going to happen either right before so. the draft or on draft day, mm-hmm. um, which will we'll shake things up a bit. And like I said, Summer League is going to be coming right after and we're going to finally get to see – you already know whichever team Scoot is on in Wimby, they're gonna be putting that on prime time. They're gonna be going th- at it.
1: This summer, I always love watching summer league. Like even when it's not like the top, like the draft isn't like crazy. I always love to watch the summer league. I feel like this one's gonna be, bro. This was gonna be crazy. Like yeah. when even Wemby aside with Scoot, there's a lot of good players in this draft, bro. I th- yeah. I think the summer league is gonna be a real good one.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be great. And then, I, and look, you still got all the, the rookies from this year that are going to be playing in it.
1: Exactly.
2: Um,
0: so, yeah, I'm I'm excited for Summer League. I'm excited for the draft. Excited for the offseason, too, because that as much as I love watching the game and watching the playoffs, like, the offseason is always going to be one of the most exciting times for an NBA fan because mm-hmm. it's when you get the most shakeup, right? Like, yeah. teams have to make those decisions that are going to set themselves up for the future or – you know, kick the can and just, you know, just go into full rebuild mode. So I'm really excited. I think that this, like I said, with, with how the playing tournament went this year, with how we've continued now to see teams who just stay together and build it the right way are winning the, the most recent championships. Now the Nuggets mm-hmm. getting themselves <laughs> added to that list. Um, GMs have got a lot of work to do. they got a lot of work to do this all season.
1: Um,
0: I want to pivot over to something that you sent over, um, building a roster around a specific NBA player with some stipulations added to it, a couple of different rules to follow. Um, We're going to see who could could construct the best roster around a particular star. you have a player in mind that you thought of?
1: So um, I think we should go with all-time greats. You know what I mean okay. we're gonna we're gonna build around an all-time great and the rules are we're gonna do one superstar as in like mm. one what top 10 to 12 player current current yes only okay. current players okay we could do one superstar one all-star and you wanna do one rookie or you wanna just do role players after that
0: mm, rookie might be clean I like rookie
1: okay so what is it so we got the superstar yeah. I mean, sorry we got the legend we got the superstar we got the All Star, we got the role player, and we got a rookie. Okay, all right. Now, we might as well start big. So, okay, let's build the perfect roster around Michael Jordan. Hey, yo, okay, okay. We might as well. So, I will try my. I'll let you go first, like with your picks. I will try my best to not, you know, mirror you. And right, this I got, oh, I got, okay. I got, I, I, I got my superstar. I got my superstar in mind. Mind you, this is you no know, injuries. This is just. At their best, the current players in the league, who would you who would you pick? You can start with your superstar.
0: Superstar to put next to <clears throat> Michael Jordan.
1: And I'm, I'm I'm let me write this list down so I can make sure we got it. Hmm. I got, got two people
0: in mind. Two people in mind. Just what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. If we were talking about we no injuries, right? People are healthy. Imagine a fully healthy Kawhi. Oh,
1: winner. my God. No.
0: Oh, that was my pick, bro. bro. That was my pick, bro. This is Come like, on. bro, it's like Scotty Pippen 2.0, but the offense is low-key better. Oh, that's what I'm saying, bro. But wait, that was, but wait. Bro, that was my this is what guy. That's what I'm also thinking.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Imagine. Now, who, who, who's the best center? Michael
1: Jordan's ever played with the best center? I mean, Bill Cartwright. Bill Cartwright, yeah, because he <laughs> never played. He all, he has power forwards with Bill Cartwright, probably. All right. Imagine
0: Michael Jordan and Jokic. That would be nasty. That two man game would be
1: crazy. That would be nasty, and Jokic don't really care about scoring. Like MJ could score all he wants, right? Like, that feels like
0: the perfect superstar center to put next to, to MJ. Because he could get out the way, he could space the floor. Like, he's still going to do the dirty work, rebounds, facilitate. That offense is going to be moving perfect.
2: hmm.
0: Ooh, because I also feel like I can feel what I could get from Kawhi a couple of different places. Don't hey, man. To get another big. Hey, Mike man.
1: Jokic. I'm gonna actually
0: go Jokic. I'm gonna go Jokic.
1: Okay, okay, okay. better. So <clears throat> your team around MJ. Well, your center around MJ. Your superstar is gonna be Nikola Jokic. So since you didn't go Kawhi, <laughs> I'm gonna go Kawhi Leonard because <laughs> I the same the same thought process. I just thinking like, bro, he's Scottie Pippen 2.0. He's right. you're gonna get at his like at his peak. You're gonna get a elite elite defender who can still give you elite offense efficiency like come on it's just for me it was a no-brainer to go kawaii like with the aside Jokic, it was it was Jokic and Kawhi, honestly mm-hmm. so after that then we're gonna go one all-star okay so do you want to do people who only made the all-star this year or are you just talking about like whoever's made i was looking at Champions? all-stars this year okay bad bad okay Let me play mm. the all-star Ross. Let me refresh my memory a little bit. And this, so this can't this can't be a, a top 10 to 12 player. Okay, okay. Mm, that makes
0: it a little bit more interesting. All right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, hmm. Ooh, that's an interesting choice. That might be who I pick, actually. Now that I'm looking at it again, I can't take my Tatum is too good. Yeah, Uh, he's
1: like, Yeah, can you can't do Tatum?
0: Okay, I'm gonna go with somebody that might be a little bit surprising, but I'm gonna take Jaron Jackson.
1: But I hate that you know basketball, bro. I really do. (laughs) I'm looking at this, I'm like, I'm taking Jaron
0: Jackson. I'm looking at it, we need you know, we got Jokic, we got MJ, now we got another big that could stretch the floor. That triangle gonna be smooth, it's a lot of space on the block, (laughs) (laughs) right um but you know elite elite rim protection um so you can keep Jokic in the the pick and roll which sidebar they also need to dead that narrative too like watching him defend Mm -hmm. the pick and roll this series he's doing such a great job at just fundamental basic show get back show get back right be big show your hands like he's doing all that really well so you keep him in the, the pick-and-roll coverage, have Jared played out, you know, Robert Williams-type free safety every role, come over, you know what I'm saying, off the glass, mm. so I'm going to go with Jared Jackson as my all-star.
1: Okay, okay, that's definitely definitely a good pick, definitely a good pick. Now, I got to shake some things up because I was going to pick Jared Jackson, so now let me, let me shake it up a little bit, and my options are between, because I already have, obviously, MJ's playing the two. I got Kawhi at the three. It is like it doesn't have to be center yeah. or just a big man. You know what I mean? So my option right now, I honestly, and this might be looked at as like a a, a wild pick. It was between like a Drew Holiday mm. to run my one. I, my defense is yeah, locked. <laughs> you know I love bro. I love players who can play defense. I love two way players. My defense would be clamps. He can still run my offense. Um, he can still set my guys up. He doesn't have to score. He could space the floor. Yeah, I might have just I might just talk myself into it. I might, I think I'm gonna go, I'm I'm gonna go Drew Holiday.
0: That and look, if if Jaron wasn't on this list, that's why I would have took.
1: Okay. So you got Jokic, Triple J. So we got the superstar, we got the all-star out the way. I got Kawhi and I got Drew Holiday. Okay. So now we're gonna go with the role player.
0: Hmm. I'm gonna need to think about this one. Let me think.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take your listen. Take your time. I, I, listen. I don't know who my role player is gonna be.
2: Mm.
0: <clears throat> and I need a like a a wing. I need a point guard and a wing. Mm-hmm.
1: I need what okay. oh, I need, oh, I need two bigs. Dang.
0: Hmm. What would I really want? Like we don't, I honestly, we just need shooting. I don't need nobody else that's really a scorer like that. Hmm. Oh, that's a good one. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. I Also, there's some good options here, some good options. Off the top of my head, just kind of, like, looking around the league, one of the first people that came to mind, actually, was Malcolm Brogdon
2: mm-hmm.
0: and Tyus Jones, I like solely them. for – I, li- I
1: like, love the Tyus Jones when I was right. thinking of him.
0: He don't make no wrong decisions.
1: He's going to set everybody up. I don't, need you, I don't up. need
0: you to do nothing special, bro. He's playing with MJ.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what you <gotta> bro. do? <laughs>
0: With that ball in the post, bro. I don't
1: need you to do right. nothing else. I, I love. I love. If you go ties, I will listen. I'm here for it. I love that pick.
0: But let me let me see one more thing. Let me. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some pre scouting. <laughs>
2: let me let me let me you look at
0: the it. let me look at the rookies for this year. Um, because that may change how I uh, how I go for this role player because I may get a rookie point guard let
1: me see something oh I just thought of I just thought of a role player I might I, I could might have do to that too.
0: Mm, okay that might actually be the move dang. I can't do Paolo. That would be too big. Him or Sohan, but I want somebody that could play some defense.
1: I'm say, you still got you got to think. I, like I'm trying to plan out my rookie and my role player, I, right? Because I, I know you're gonna have the first pick of the rookie. I know you're gonna choose Paolo. I feel like I feel like you got to choose Paolo. Unless he, he don't. I work don't know. Him.
0: It's gonna be he's gonna be too big. Like
1: who you got? Oh, shoot. you got Jokic. Shooting and triple J. Right?
0: Shooting is a little you know gonna mess mm-hmm. up the spacing. mm Hmm. Well, Caruso play my one? Good. <laughs> <He could>. Oh <laughs> uh, man, this is tough. This is tough. Me, hmm. Dang, and bro, and I'm got Bruce Brown in my head too.
2: Hmm. This is hard. This is hard.
1: I think I might I think I might have just did some I think? think I think I might have just did some I'm plan I got my people already planned out. Okay. I think I am
0: going to tape. <sighs> Dang. Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Brogdon. I'm gonna go with Brogdon.
2: My he just brings Brogdon. more two-way
0: <clears throat> than Tyus does. Better defender. Okay. Um, I, and he's still I think he probably is a better shooter than Tyus, too. I think Tyus yeah. is a better decision maker, better playmaker. But look, we already got Jokic. We don't even need you to do that. Get facts. out there. He's somebody that could potentially be a ball stopper as well with MJ. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Brogdon.
1: All right. So since this is – all right, so I see your team, right? You already got Jokic Triple J, so you can't go no more big men for the rookie. So I know you You said you can't pick Paolo. So that changes who I'm going to pick with my role player. So that means I'm probably going to slide Paolo. So that means I'm probably going to need a center. I got Drew Holiday. I got MJ. I got Kawhi. I um. want a center. Who could space the floor? I
0: already and as soon as you said that I was yeah. like, I
1: know
0: who <laughs> perfect here.
1: I want a center who could space the floor for my role player. So I was thinking Brooke Lopez would be a nice option.
0: Splash Mountain.
1: Listen, because he could listen, he could space the floor for me. He could still give me rebounding. He could still give me elite defense. I, I'm a it was between when I thought you were gonna pick Paolo, I was gonna I was gonna pick Robert Williams, mm. but I I think the spacing is not gonna be good enough. So I'm a, I'm a actually go Brook Lopez.
0: Okay, I like you're gonna,
1: that. You gonna mess every, all my plans up? You gonna be like I'm picking Paolo and putting
0: nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. So I've got Brogdon at the one, MJ at the, the two or the three, depending. And then mm-hmm. we got Jared Jackson and Jokic need one more person defense is looking good hmm honestly I got I'm looking at two guys here realistically yeah I'm torn between j dub and Benedict mathram I really like Benedict mathram's game mm-hmm but J Dub,
1: I like I like J Dub. Also nice. yeah. He nice. Both
0: of them are scrappy on defense. J Dub mm-hmm. a little bit more more consistent shooter.
2: <clears throat> mm-hmm.
0: Mm. Okay. What do I really need here? That might be like defenses. I think we already good on a lot. So I could go J Dub, but Benedict Matherin. Also, I think it would be a nice fit. Is there anybody I'm missing? Like, let me scroll
2: through.
0: Can he loft him?
1: Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, so Brogdon, MJ. Yeah, defense is, defense is there. Defense nice. is there with good speed. I like your team. Your team is very, very solid.
0: I'm just solely going off of this year and not trying to look on potential. I'm going to go with ah, dang, bro. How tall is Benedict Mathur? I need to look over 6'6", 210, put up 17 a night. Dang. And then J-Dub. 6'6". Six, six. <coughs> Better efficiency. Sh- I'm gonna go with J-Dell. I'm gonna go with Jalen Williams out of okay. the the. This is the Santa Clara Jalen Williams for y'all to make sure y'all don't get it confused.
1: Right. All right. <clears throat> all right. Um. All right. Bet. And then I feel like, you no. I gotta go, Paolo. Like fair, yeah. I I I, I can't pass that out. I gotta go, Paolo. So the team, the perfect team around MJ. Your team is Jokic, Triple J, Brogdon. Jalen Williams, MJ. Obviously, my team is Kawhi, Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez, Paulo ben- uh, yeah, Paolo Ben and MJ. So y'all, y'all let us know which team y'all think is the best. Just, Ooh. This is these some nice teams though. These some nice teams. See, this might be the one we have to put in 2K. This this
0: might definitely. be the one we got to put this, in
1: this, 2K. This might be the one.
0: Bring that, bring that to the blacktop first. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we got Brogdon. MJ, J-Dub, Triple J. The defense is there. The spacing is there. Yep. Got Jokic, who could damn near run a one. Right. Like, <laughs> set everybody up. I got Kawhi. My defense is crazy, though. Like, my defense is crazy. Kawhi and head.
0: MJ is crazy.
1: <laughs> With Drew Holiday. Yeah. Like, dang. And Brooke Lopez. And the- nah, my team is crazy. My defense is insane. I like this though. This this is this is a fun one. We got we definitely got to keep doing more of these. This oh yeah, fun. oh yeah, definitely. I like this one a lot. This is yeah. this is real fun. Man, man, man,
0: we in the thick of the off season now. Like we are here. It's been a long time coming, but we are in the off season officially.
1: Yeah. I
0: said I think the let me double check. It might be it's either ten or nine days away to draft. Um. Nine days, seven hours, 58 minutes, 58
2: seconds
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, until Wemben Yama is a San Antonio Spur. And then I don't know what Charlotte going to do, but
2: it's exciting,
0: man. This is, look, as exciting as the season was, as exciting as the finals was. For a lot of NBA fans, this is okay the best time of the year. One of the best times of the year, at least. Um, mm-hmm. it's you're going to get rumors and news 24-7. So uh, I'm excited for this offseason a lot. Like I said, I think teams have got a lot of the decisions to make. And I think Team C, like, ooh, we now, we, we got a new – it's a new challenge to compete with. Yeah. Just have them guys out there in Denver. They're
1: the big dogs. They're going to be right around man. for
0: a long time.
1: They're definitely the big dogs right now, man. Yep. Yeah. You know, what's, you know what's crazy that I forgot we didn't even talk about? Did Chris Paul get cut or not?
0: Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I can't believe we didn't talk about that. (laughs) Chris Haynes reported that he got waived and then it got doubled back on by, I think, Shams and and Woj that said he hasn't been cut yet. They still might trade him, but I think it's trending like he's probably going to get cut, and that just makes sense from a salary perspective. Like, when they signed that contract, they front-loaded the guaranteed money in the beginning. To mm-hmm. where if they have to cut ties with him and it doesn't look well, obviously, you know, the injury didn't help. You know, they don't have to take as big of a salary cap hit. So I don't know what it's going to end up being. Um, regardless whether he gets traded or waived, like, there's a lot of teams that could use Chris Paul still. A you lot of go- teams that could use Chris Paul still.
1: You should go to Boston.
0: That was the first team that came to mind. We've been saying this entire playoff run, that offense needs a – Floor general, desperately right. like somebody that dictates what's going on, so it's not so stale and one dimensional. He would help that team out a ton if he could find a way to get to Boston.
1: Um, lead defenders around him. JB don't got to use his left hand no more. He can get set up for once. <laughs> like, listen, that'd be a match made of heaven in my in my book. That yeah. I would say the Clippers too, but the Clippers they would never play. <laughs> you will have three guys who will always be in street clothes. um yeah i just
0: it's kind of weird now that i think about it like it's weird just have seen chris paul in all these different jerseys at this point Mm -hmm. like early in his career it seemed like you know it was going to be new orleans and then la lakers or clippers he's going to one of those teams Mm -hmm. um and it's like you look back at it now and he went to the thunder he went to houston now he's in Phoenix and now he's going to be somewhere else it's like I did not think this was how his career was gonna end up panning out like we said already you know one of the most unlucky players just cannot catch a break so yeah man that definitely plays into it but yeah his services can still be used by a lot of NBA teams like if he has the ability to just be on the floor as a floor general and command the offense and not have to be relied on too much to be a scorer They can maybe try to find ways to hide him on the defensive side of the ball. He can still give you quality minutes at a high level. Um, I saw people speculating that maybe he goes to the Lakers and you then keep D'Lo in this scenario and you basically have D'Lo be the regular season point guard and then come playoff time, he comes off the bench for Chris
1: Paul. I don't want his old ass. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't don't want him, bro. Unless we get other defenders are around, like, more defenders are around us, I'm good, bro. I don't need people hunting <laughs> <laughs> a six-foot injured on one hamster and Chris Paul, bro, I'm sorry. Like, unless it's bet minimum and he plays spot minutes for us, I'm good.
0: Yeah, off the top, I think uh, Boston seems like one of the most plug and play best fits where like exactly. they have good perimeter <clears throat> defenders that he doesn't have to take on the best, you know, guard matchup or even really his best two. He can get hidden a get lot hit by on the defensive yeah. side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have great wing scores, right? And you, he is always going to elevate your big man. So it's like, yeah. you're going to get more out of Robert Williams, more out of potentially Al Horford if he's still there or whoever else comes in. Um, look, I like that Boston fit a lot. I don't know if they have a trade package they can put together for him, but if he gets waived um, and I'm Brad Stevens, that is the first person I am calling. Um, 100%. You find a way to get Marcus Smart out of that point guard role, and it's no shade to him. It's just not as natural. And yeah. You can put one of the best point guards ever to play in that position. You do that 10 times out of 10.
1: Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah.
0: You got anything else you want to talk about? Anything else that we missed? I was trying to think. I Chris Paul, I can't believe we did not talk about that one.
1: Yeah. I was thinking about I I had because I had like a little thing pulled up and I, I just saw Chris Paul's name. I was like, oh I forgot like the whole That thing happened right thing.
0: after we recorded the last one. That's so I... why.
1: Bro, we didn't even talk about the Zion stuff.
0: We did not. That, yeah, no, nah, that's <laughs> not diving into that. Oh yeah. my gosh. Y'all need to nah, that's on y'all team. Bad.
1: Nah, that's just that's just funny. That's more of like a well, that's just funny. I don't even I, we don't have a topic. Like that's not <laughs> they just bug it ain't just bugging. That's just more funny than anything. Yeah, I see
0: <laughs> I mean B Souls put a video out about it, bro. The thumbnail it said for the picture of Zion. It said L me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yo, bro, what are we doing, bro? What are we doing, bro? <laughs> Yo! <laughs>
0: what are
1: we doing, bro? NBA nah, Cup that's is funny. crazy. That's <laughs> funny, but no, nah, I, I ain't really got... I think I think we had a... This was a really good pod. This was a really good one.
0: Yeah, if there's anything that y'all are, are, are mm. listening take away from this, bro, bro, just watch the game, bro. You do not have to make everything no hot tape. You do not have to always tear something down, bro. Just appreciate what you are watching, please, because it's so annoying to see it every single year. And Mm -hmm. we're at a point in time where you don't got to go watch Sports Illustrated or ESPN. You come watch the Off the Glass podcast, bro. we got y'all covered.
1: You watch the clips, you can watch the whole pie, you can watch the right. shorts, you can watch, the, you can watch the vids, you can watch whatever you want. You IG, TikTok,
0: YouTube, Apple yeah. Podcast, Spotify, man, we got it all. So, I mean, you don't have to just go and listen to the hot takes 24-7. You don't got to see Stephen A. say that Jokic isn't a post-up player.
1: That was ridiculous. <laughs> that was so stupid. Yeah,
0: you can come and get quality analysis and coverage without all the extra stuff here on the off the glass podcast so with that this has been another episode of the off the glass podcast if you made it this far in the episode we appreciate you be sure to leave a like comment subscribe if you're on apple Podcasts or spotify go ahead and and download the episodes add it to your library go ahead and leave a five-star review i just checked the the analytics again we got listeners in canada now too Mm -hmm. We got three countries. We're gonna keep checking them off. Who knows? Serbia might be next. All this Jokic talk we've been doing. <laughs> you
2: never
1: know, man.
0: Uh, but but yeah, as always, we appreciate all the support you've been showing to the channel <laughs>
2: and on the socials. Um, I'm Billy, and that's Dame, and we out. Peace.
1: Yes, sir.